It's time for breaking bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! It's our go. Hey! It's time for breaking bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! It's also a show. Hey! Yeah, we're also on camera. Well, I don't even see the camera. Oh, there That's what's so great about this place. Uh, this is where Robert Kelly does it. Robert, have you ever been here before? Yeah, I was here with Robert, but it was a different setup. Oh, it was? And Bob's like, wait till you see the new place. I was like, oh, shut it, Bob. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I like it. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice. It's better. I brought you some sandwiches. Thanks. This is a place that uh, Liz told me about over on uh, Sullivan Street. Oh, nice. What's it called? It's called Alantico Vinayo. Nice, nice. And it's made on focaccia bread. Man. Comes from Florence, so that one you'll like because it's just prosciutto, yeah, a little oil, plain. You say focaccia bread like it's some new delicacy. It's been in the country for forty years. Every, <laughs> every other restaurant serves it. The Olive Garden probably has it. I know, but you never get these. You never get sandwiches just on a square focaccia. Who does that? These people. Olive Garden. <laughs> that is a. Uh, this one is prosciutto, but it's got a uh, truffle on it. Ooh. I thought you would be. I thought that one would make you mad, and this one's a uh, uh, guanciale with um, some eggplant thing on it. Turkey? No. <coughs> Pork. The focaccia could corner my throat. I could choke to death on focaccia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like it? That one's good, right? Very good. Yeah. Just for you. But guess what? What? Nothing the podcast fans hate worse than when you eat on camera. They get so mad. So mad. So mad. If you <laughs> chew on the mic. My whole thing is about eating. I know, but I can't blame them. It bothers you too? Well, you know, when you're hearing somebody chew, it's kind of annoying. So I kind of... It makes you sick. You drive it away and you throw up. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't know. It's just chewing. But there's an ASMR... Chewing is disgusting. ASMR thing You know what I really it. hate? What? Whenever you're watching a movie or a TV show... Yeah. And you hear them going like this... Mm, mm, <laughs> and they go... Mm, like even on a cooking mm, show. Mm, mm, I want to mm. go like gross... <laughs> <laughs> I know, but when I had that show on the Food Network, yes. uh, the big thing was that you had to eat it at the end. That was like the money shot. They wanted to see you chewing. They wanted you to talk about it. They wanted the mouth. They wanted the whole thing. I produced that show to play music over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you're supposed to like really get into a great it. You play a song right there. My daughter had to stop watching The Bachelor because of all the kissing sounds. I agree with <laughs> So what's going on with your show? You're moving, uh, you're moving to a new theater. Is that a fancy upgrade? No. It's just a lateral move, but my show's upgraded. Extended. Yeah, and I'll be doing new things with the show. You are? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do, dancing and stuff? No, but there's a lot more... Crowd interaction. Even on this one, there was more than, than I usually do. Oh, yeah? Talk. I don't like to throw the rhythm off with, you know, because the crowd, you know, it can change the rhythm. Yeah. And it can change the whole show. Yeah. And as much as crowd work is fun, sometimes it's, you know. Yeah, it's a risk. Yeah, and it can be a crush, and it can be a lot of things, you know, but. Yeah. Anyway, I'm doing but you're enjoying it. it. I'm loving it. Yeah. I never do it. I know, it is good. It's fun. It is. And you know, what you have to do now is cut little pieces of the crowd work and post it on your TikTok. Well, that's what everyone says, but I don't have TikTok <laughs> because 
I'm too old to be on TikTok. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Mike, is he too old for TikTok? No one's too old for TikTok. No, he's not too old. Mike, yeah. let me ask you this. If anyone's too old for TikTok, it's me. Okay? <laughs> Let's say, look, hypothetically, somebody could be too old for TikTok. It would be me. You could put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know. I put it on Or Facebook. You probably have a chat room and a Facebook. i anyway now. Oh, the That's crowd work stuff, out. yeah. All the comedy on on all these uh, platforms is starting to annoy everybody. Yeah, it really. I mean, is. It took long enough. God bless them. Do you think it'll it'll uh, affect comedy the way that the way that it dipped back in the day when it was on cable too much and there's too I much bad to stuff? Think, I've said that for the past twenty years. It hasn't happened yet, so yeah. I don't want to predict it now because you know. But. Why do you think it's different this time? Are, you think the comedy's better? Why has it lasted so long? Because, you know, like, why hasn't there been a... Like, why haven't people gotten sick of it? Because... Like, back in the 80s, people got sick of it, watching all this stuff, and then all the comedy clubs crashed. Because as things got... As things in the past 15 years have gotten progressive... <clears throat> hold on, I better set my soda. <laughs> I've gotten progressively more dishonest, where all the rest of everything is fake. Right. The little scintilla of honesty in comedy... People still crave it, you know. Wow, I see what you're saying. So now that we are the we are the truth tellers. Well, at least occasionally some truth gets through. Right. I was gonna. I was thinking this morning because I had to do an interview, and I'm going to ask you this. When I, I get asked this, whenever I go, whenever I'm doing press in some city, and they, they don't really know me or they don't really know comedy, someone's just put on the whatever newspaper to go. You go interview this guy, right, for the show. And the question I always get, and I want to see how you handle it because I can't handle it. I never have an answer for it. So, Colin, you got your show Small Talk. It's playing yeah. over at the theater. So, tell us what can people expect from your show? Oh. <laughs> Well, I say, you know, they can expect to laugh throughout the entire show, like laugh the entire time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's really the requirement of being a comedian. Mm-hmm. You can expect I elicit laughter. Whatever subject I'm talking about, you will laugh. Mm-hmm. And that's really all there is to it. It's that simple. Yeah, that's not a better answer than I give. What? <laughs> I don't know what they're expecting. They're expecting something more than that. Because I said that. I don't care what they're expecting. <laughs> Guess what? But what? Comedy, once they get into all this complex stuff, ultimately, if you're getting laughs, you're a comedian. Right. If you're not, you could say you're a philosopher, but I wouldn't call you a comedian. Right. <laughs> I was getting ready to go out to the comedy store the other night, and uh, I was get I was just getting ready and grab my keys and stuff, and Cynthia said that uh, she was watching some show about People who uh, who hooked up or dated, they were talking about dating history or whatever, and they were like, what professions do you like going out with? And it was like, I, I dated a doctor, I dated a lawyer. And she goes, uh, stand-up comedy? And the girl was like, oh, yeah, what was that guy? He like was getting into stand-up comedy or he was trying stand-up comedy? Oh, that didn't work out. <laughs> and she was remarking how there is like thousands of people that will try it but very few end up <laughs> just like legitimately you could say i am a stand-up comedian well yeah i mean look it's harder now than it was when we came up and it was hard then right but you know what i mean it got harder and then but so many people did it but you know it's it's really impossible now it's everything's everything's impossible everything's so saturated right i don't even know 
You mean hard to break through? Yeah, well, hard to break through in the sense that, you know, that it's, even if you break through, it's still saturated. Right. So, like, hard to break through with an audience for yourself more than, there is no industry really to speak of, but. Right. You know, even going on social media and trying to do your thing, like, getting the crowd and then saying, oh, and then keeping them, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're putting out specials and it's like, we love this person, but it's like anything else. It's Yeah. You know, it's 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 just such a such an over everything's just there's a, there's so much of everything. Well, that's why there's so much crowd work. People posting all their crowd work on social, like they just well, they just to material. keep just to keep feeding the machine. Well, the, you just have to constantly put it, it out. Too. Yeah, but I, I mean, think they I think the the demand of social media is they just or, or even like your specials they just want more. They just want the next thing. People say that, but then. When people talk to me, they go, I love you. Do you have any specials on anywhere? I'm like, yeah. I have <laughs> specials on for years. So it's like, everybody comes right. in with more of you, but you know how it is. Yeah. You're like, when are you coming to Buffalo? Yeah, I was there on Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> right. So it's like, I don't know. You know, I think people yeah. are just like, hey, come by. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. They want to deliver to them, of course. Everyone yeah. Service. Yeah. And we're all small businesses now. I know it, it is. It, yeah, it's a, a nonstop. Everybody's ad agency everything. marketing. Everything's segregated. Nobody talks about that stuff. You know what I mean? Right. That's the way it is. Yeah. Even Mike screwed up my specials. What? Yeah. What did you do? He was he was saying my one special, but it wasn't that special. It was a different special. Well, what's wrong with that? At least he said it. You think anyone noticed except you? Yeah. Well, he was only talking to me. <laughs> I'm saying anybody who's talking to. Wouldn't have noticed, including your manager, <laughs> <laughs> including your wife, and your kids. I wouldn't have noticed either. Yeah, Only we notice. Yeah, I know, but yeah, it's, it's, there's a few fans that are like they'll say something to you like, "Ha, ah, I'm still in it." <laughs> I did get your reference, by the way, on your Instagram video when you're telling people go to the other theater. Oh, how about the other one that Liz posted? Me singing, attacking Tom Papa. Oh yeah. <laughs> What was that? You forgot all about it. I did. See what I mean? This is how saturated life is. If that was 10 years ago, it's the first thing you would have mentioned. That's true. I had to bring it up. <laughs> That's how saturated everything is. Nobody remembers anything. Yeah. You came into the comedy cellar as I was getting ready to do Come to Papa. <laughs> and we had the band. And you. I came broke, in hot. We you, can't you, deny it. You came in. You came in crooning. You were coming in. You came in like you I wrote thought Dean I was going to sing that day. Yeah. Instead, it turned out to be one of those girls. And then you attacked me out of nowhere. Well, that wasn't out of nowhere. That kid was a long time coming. <laughs> a cop show? I had you pegged perfectly. <laughs> that was a great episode, wasn't it? It was a great you episode. Laughing it up. Oh, the best. That's such a good show. Cop show is so great. Yeah. It's so funny. Eh, you know. <sighs> Why don't you make more of those? Um, I don't know. I just don't... I didn't have money. And I just, was losing money on every episode. <laughs> yeah. It's so. not a great business model. So I, mean, I was running out of money. How much does it cost? It couldn't cost that much. No, it was cheap. Yeah, it didn't look like it but cost much. But we were much. paying nobody anything. We couldn't keep doing it. I don't anything. think I got paid at all. Uh-uh. I mean, if you got 100 bucks, yeah. And I really brought it. You did. I brought my A game. Yep. Right at college. <laughs> my <laughs> my right college school of dramas. Yeah. Yeah, but... Look, there's no shows where you really go. To me, there's a lack of joy goes on now. Well, I'm watching TV, I'm watching things, and it's all just, there's some kind of a film, a fake film over everything. What do you mean? I don't mean like film, but yeah. over, over film. A film like there's a like gauze a haze, yeah. of 
uh, you know, disingenuous, whatever you call it, yeah. over everything. That so you you're starting from an imaginary premise, an imaginary world, uh-huh. and then you're asking people not only to suspend disbelief because it's a show, but to suspend disbelief as they know life experience to be. So what, why? Because people are so in the know. Because people all know that it's we're too savvy. Um, or is it the is it the I'll, I'll is speak it the for viewer? me. I'll speak for me and your listeners. Okay, you could not have had the opposite of my intent in my statement <laughs> and what you came up with. I was confused. I'm asking a follow up. Um, you sure are. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, no, I'm saying that you're saying the people making it. I'm saying the people making it are 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 sort of in like a um, <sighs> they're in ideological propaganda mode and mm-hmm. out of fear or out of their own true beliefs. Uh, so you're living in an imaginary, you're setting imaginary right. premises and then everything you put into an imaginary premise f- rings hollow so people can't laugh or really enjoy it. That's right, I, right, right. I'd say 95% of things I see. That I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because it's, you're right. It doesn't matter what they're doing, what they're making. There's now like a self censorship going on. Yeah, and it's and so there's no truthful. Yeah, it's pushing themselves right. Right. Yeah, it is really true. I mean, when you look at like the when you look at stuff that was made before this time. I mean the yeah, that was bad enough. But, but now, but, but like the seventies, like the honesty of like comedies yes. and stuff. It was just it was raw. It all felt raw. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. It felt now it's gloss. Yeah, and it's also because everybody's being filmed at all times. Yeah, everybody knows they're be- they're on watch. They're being watched at all times, so they're right. careful. They're under surveillance. So that's part of it too. God, is this the kind of thing people can expect from your show, Small? <laughs> yes, at the they can get lots of laughs. <laughs> First of all, my answer was the only answer you should give these people. If they want to say something else, <laughs> let them ask it. Right. They're being too lazy. That you, I get that question, too. You're right. I hate it. I hate that question because, because it's of course, lazy. I know. But you have to say laughs first. Yeah. Because, first of all, that's not that's what as I said. common as you would think. The last time, it was just the other day. And I said, uh, what can they expect? They can expect to laugh their ass off. They're going to have more laughs in this hour and a half than they will any other thing they watch this year. There you go. That's the that's the right answer. I know, but it, it's not. Then let them. Do I feel their like homework. they're not satisfied. Yeah, and let them ask a follow up. What do you mean by that? Why should you do their work and figure out what they're trying to say? Ask the question. But this is part of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, which is people are trying to insinuate. They're trying to make sure that they keep clean mm-hmm. and getting you to. Cho- it's it's. Mm-hmm. So it's so weird. Now. It is weird. It's really fake. It's fake, and it's you know. Do you think the regular people are aware of it? Yeah, I think they're getting more and more aware of it every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even my mom will make jokes like, "What am I going to get canceled?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. What I mean, right? Yeah, you know, and she's just talking honestly about something. Yes, she'd be like, "Oh, they're probably going to cancel me," but right. <laughs> it's yeah. a weird thing. It's weird that that is. Permeated to the point it's where been coming. it's been it's been slowly coming for a long time. A long time. I remember you you were very much in the front of it. You were yeah. you were talking about the danger of where we were headed with all of it, like twenty years before. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why you weren't more effective in stopping it. I don't either. I have big <laughs> plans, but the best laid plans of mice and men. 
<laughs> but then there's another part where, with comedy, the more raw raw you are in a, in some ways, it does break through. Like people seem to be craving it. Well, in certain ways, yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. It depends. Like even you, if you do something stupid, like just use retarded. Well, but that's what I mean. Is there, here's the problem with. I think with it is that yeah exactly people will go in another direction like no no that's not what I mean you know and then suddenly it's like that becomes a thing yeah it's like yeah I'm sure it's been like this forever in different variations so it's just this is the modern incarnation of it you know right but back to my acting in cop show yes you were brilliant I really was I'm surprised you were good I'm surprised that my episode didn't get more funding for this show no no episode really did that well actually it was really amazing. <laughs> No episodes really did as well as I hoped. Right. <laughs> you know, who knows what happens, you know? Yeah. It was very strange. So you have, you always talk about how many times you were famous. Yes. When fame would creep up on you in your career. Yeah. Or not creep, when it would hit. Right. Uh, did you learn anything from those cycles of when it comes and when it ebbs and flows? Like, did you... Do you know? Were you able to cultivate it, or was it happen? It was was it happenstance? I was, was able. It karma to... was it? How did you look at that? Well, um, how how it happened? You mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, like you know, you were always walking around thinking, like, what's my next thing? When am right. I going to do this thing? Could you control it? Or no? You or, can't. Or no. The wheel. The wheel. The wheel. You know? Yeah, I couldn't control it. It was never predictable. It was never. You know, it was never the way. You, and the funny thing is, because, like, I never really sold well that well with, like, comedy as far as, you know, building that giant base. Yeah. But the first, because I believe that when I was at MTV, I was selling really well, but I stopped doing comedy for a while. But I believe the first time you're famous is where you imprint with the audience how many... How big you gonna get uh-huh. if you're famous, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So the first time I was famous... Was when I should have imprinted. I do theaters. I do, but I wasn't. Right. I would have screwed it up anyway. I, I wasn't prepared. And people weren't really doing that then. I, but it doesn't matter. I could yeah. have been the guy that did it. Right. And then you just imprint and you sort of stay at that. Uh huh. Maybe not at that level, but I'm just saying that, like, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's yeah. just funny because you can't. You're like that guy. People know that you. Level. They just know you. Right. And after a while, they, they like you uh-huh. and they like to see you, but they're not going to. They're not going to think of you in a certain way. Just that's what I think. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's just the way it is. But but again, this is all just bullshit theory. But it is. But in it, my it, life, I've seen that. That's definitely happened with me. Yeah, yeah. But that could have been some other variation. You know. Yeah. A lot of people have complained about not being able to understand me, which apparently is a big thing in comedy. <laughs> people want to be able to decipher what you're saying. <laughs> So, it's overrated. Yeah, the fans have complained. <laughs> That's one good thing about social media. You get to understand people really are saying, hey, you're muttering. <laughs> you're mumbling. And after a while, I go, I guess I really am. Thanks. For years, comedians say it. I'm like, ah, you don't know what I'm doing. Shut up. <laughs> the fans are like, I can't understand. <laughs> yeah, but it's an interesting thing because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, un- it's, it's, Everybody kind of has their own inner dialogue of where of why they're attracting positive things in their life or why they're right. you know what I mean like sure yeah it's uh yeah 
and you know, there's like, are you manifesting it? Are you are you in control of it? Or are right. you living a good life and then things kind of happen that way? Right. Or, you know, all that kind of stuff. No, I mean, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, but I definitely noticed, I just noticed that when I was on MTV, like, I had what they call momentum. Uh-huh. I'm mad as true. To my credit, sabotage are pretty <laughs> across the board in different ways, but... But I did definitely <laughs> notice it. Right. And I'll, then, but here's another funny thing. Then you get used to it. Uh, so one day you're back to flying coach. Right. Literally. Yeah. And you're back on the subway. Mario <laughs> Joyner used to have a funny joke about that. He goes, yeah, because he was on MTV with me and he had a similar thing. Uh-huh. And he goes, I remember two years ago, people would go, riding the subway? <laughs> and he goes, now they look at me and they go, riding the subway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know that's how it goes. I had uh, after I had a show and I was going back and forth between New York and LA. Yeah. for a long time, flying first, you know, doing the whole thing. Yep. And then the show gets canceled, and then you yep. run out of your status. And yep. then I was back to coach. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the coach, and a flight attendant on American Airlines just came back and goes, "What are you doing back here?" <laughs> And I said, my show is canceled. It's over. It's, you know. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God. And then later on in the flight, he came back with a cookie wrapped in a napkin. And he oh. handed it to me. And he goes, you'll be back. Oh. That was so nice. It was so nice. What a great story. You got to tell that in your act. Yeah. You got to tell that in your act. Yeah. That's a great story. Uh, That's a great story. Yeah. But it's, a, it's such a human story. It's it nice. really was. And he knew. He clocked me. And we did actually, I did see him like 10 years after that. You did? Yeah. Then he was weird. He was like kind of in, into like salt. He was showing me all the salts that he likes. Well, why not? Salt is one of the um, <laughs> one of the breakthroughs in society. Right. You read that book, Salt? Yeah, it's a yeah. good one. Uh, but yeah, there is that thing of that, that, that ebb and that flow. But what you've done is really I'm very envious of because when I I remember the very first time I ever saw anything off Broadway I saw True West, oh yeah, John Malkovich off Broadway I think at the theater you're going to be playing in, on Barrow mm-hmm. right? Man maybe maybe yeah. What's the name of the theater? No no that was the Cherry Lane which oh that was the Cherry yeah. Lane right right oh right. believe me they still love their True West Cherry Lane story yeah yeah and uh, I always thought why well, man and then like Eric Bogosian and. Uh, just doing the staying in New York and doing the Broadway thing in the a Broadway, comedic yeah. way. It was like yes, it is kind which of which you have done for now for twenty years. Yeah, well, ten years. I really do. Really, yeah. long story short. Yeah, twelve years. Twelve years. It's such a cool from the outside. I don't know how you feel inside. Yeah, no, the outside it is, it is very cool. It's cool in a certain way because. You know, Eric Bogosian, I remember watching Eric Bogosian's shows in the 80s. Yeah. When I first started comedy. And I was like, that's cool. It was and so then cool. And I saw Whoopi Goldberg and I saw Lily Tomlin, Search for Intelligent Life. You did? And all those shows, I was like, these shows are good. You know, they're doing a one-person show. Yeah. Just kind of cool. You yeah, it was mean? very cool. Yeah. I in New York. And they were all really good shows. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think, and what you do, it's just great. I just Thanks. think it's, and it's so, it's so perfect. Like, it. To see you like touring around is yeah whatever, but seeing you do these <laughs> things in New York is like thanks for it, ruining it, my it, tour days. It really seems. What if I was promoting my tour right now? You're lucky I'm not. What if I was? You'd be like, see the tour, ah, whatever. Jesus. Do you, do you want to try a prosciutto with truffle, or it'll be too much? I thought you said Liz is going to bring me another diet coke. I asked. She's she's ghosting me. 
<laughs> I don't know where she is. I don't know where she is. Oh, my God. She hasn't seen me in months. I thought you would have come running up. Nope. I know. Now I'm, I'm going to say now he's yelling at you. It's <laughs> really enough. Man. So you haven't been coming to the cellar? You just go and do your spot? Yeah, now I'm going to come back to the cellar, you know? Yeah. I'll be back now. I mean, you know how the cellar is. It's like, it's it's really as much of a home as any home in my life. I know. I, mean, I think about it. Like, that, this street, this place is so deep to me. And from the day I first saw it, it felt yeah. like that to me. Right. Exactly. Really weird. It is weird. And that it happens like that for a lot of us. Yeah. You just walk in and you're like, yeah. I don't know if it's the ghosts that are here from all the, all the com- performances. But, but and before comedy. Yeah. I mean, this was in the early days. I, I mean, know. So it's just something about this. I was like, reading Dylan. I think it is ghosts. Yeah. Rereading Bob Dylan's autobiography. Right. And when he talks about all this whole area, oh, you're what? just like, it's the same. It's exactly yes. the same. It's exactly. What did he say about us? Just Something that, just the yeah, the energy, yeah, the energy. It was happening. You could just feel things happening in different spots. God. Kettle of fish and going yes. and meeting all these characters. The cat, the the meeting of the different people, right? Just populating it. I mean, early '60s New York before everything blew up. Really, before the yeah. Beatles. Yeah, really. You know, one of my theories is the Beatles, who I love, of course. They was sent by England to destroy the United States for payback for the Revolutionary War. (laughs) Wait, what? Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? After the Beatles came is when everything started to upheaval. Uh The country fractured apart. Right, it is true. And it was because the Beatles came over here, started (laughs) parading around and telling everybody, yeah, fuck this place. (laughs) They didn't say that, but the subtext. Do you think Elvis is responsible? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> does anyone ever say Elvis was somebody that's doing an impression? I think Elvis oh, oh, oh. was. Uh, by the way, the Elvis oh, movie. Oh. Speaking of yeah. imaginary, yeah. the whole Elvis movie, <laughs> fake movie, where he was hanging out in Memphis because they were so afraid people were going to be like Elvis. He stole from the black man, so instead they invented. I know him in Memphis in the 1950s. They made it seem like he was. He was down for the. He was, was like cause. Yeah, he was one of the black artists. Yeah, it really. I was. And I was that saying, guy was great, though, huh? Huh? That guy was great. The actor playing Elvis. Yeah. yeah now let was. me ask you that. How? Would you yeah. rather be an actor? I'm not going to mention any names, but let's say some ugly actor who's considered a great actor. Uh huh. Or would you rather be a guy like him that looks like him, but never really is successful as an actor? I mean, he's successful, not him. Yeah. You look like him, right. but you kind of work as most of your life as a waiter. Right. Or would you rather be a usually successful, ugly actor? I would rather be the ugly actor. Interesting. Yeah, 100%. Really? Not even close. Really? Yes. What do you even, get for being the just Even though the, every time you look in the mirror, you want to throw up? I feel that now. How <laughs> <laughs> is that any different? There's no way. What do you get from being beautiful? When you're a handsome waiter? Yeah. You get, I mean, you get laid. Yeah, you're sitting uh, there. You get the thrill of some, like, beautiful wife married to a rich guy Slipping a phone number to your hand <laughs> right. when a husband's on the cell phone yelling at somebody. Yeah, that's a complicated life. Hey, you know that's a that's the way this guy lives. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. guy. I'd rather be the guy who just kind of like talks weird and 
looks weird and gets put in those roles. Yeah. I mean, look what Tom Hanks had to do just to be like us. Let me tell you. That in that movie, that was... Tom Hanks was creepy in that movie. That was so weird. To be like us, what do you mean? You're saying we're like the, the colonel? We're like the colonel in real life. <laughs> well, comedians, Jim Norton was so funny one night because this girl was like stalking all the comedians at the cellar, like trying to have sex with them. And she was... Uh, she was really so obnoxious and crazy, and she was like looked like a psychopath. And I go, she pisses me off too. She, I go, well, I don't know why she makes me so mad. And she goes, she makes you mad because you know that's what we deserve as groupies. We deserve her. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and then it really is true. And then Nick DiPaolo had a line. <laughs> Groupies goes, yeah. He's, he's just, Tommy Lee was dating. He goes, she gets Pamela Anderson. He goes, you ever see Gallagher's wife? No. He says, a chained in the basement. He goes down once a week and breaks a watermelon over her head. I mean, it's funny. No, we're not supposed yeah. to be part no, of we're, showbiz. We, we are. We're, the, we're supposed right. to be creepy, you know. Yeah. We're supposed to be people that are just, we're like the, we're like the audience. <laughs> right. That's yeah. the thing. We're like the audience. Yeah. We're not rock stars. We're not movie stars. Yeah. We're just and it got kind of And it got kind of blurred because the audience now can have their own shows. Right. That, and so it's kind of blurred like a little that. bit. Comedians <laughs> became too successful. Right. But we're just crumbs. <laughs> it's really you know? true. We don't belong in show business. But why did Tom We don't believe on a red carpet. Why did Tom Hanks play that part? Yeah. It really was one of the most disturbing <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. It was so crazy. I mean, <laughs> it was like it was like watching a serial killer. It was like talking like a parrot. It was psychotic. <laughs> and had like, like a, a I mean, if he played a serial on. killer, that would have been good. That sh- that guy would have been the greatest serial killer. It would have scared the sh- sh- people. <laughs> Forget Hannibal Lecter. That guy would have been twenty times scarier. That's what he should do. He should do a bomb yeah. like that as yeah. a serial killer. Yeah. Because but that it was, was so brilliant. cartoony. It was just even. For, it was the. And it, <laughs> yeah, and I can't believe they. But in those days, a guy like that, you know, with confidence, was d- definitive. Who acts like he knows what he's talking about? Got away with murder. I didn't even get that from the film, though. I just I was so distracted by him. Yeah, it was like, really there was no confidence. It was just him. Like, we're, 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 I know we're, 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 doing, we're doing a Christmas special. Everybody. It was really psychotic. It really was. It was. A, you know what I mean? Look, what do they say yeah. in acting? Fail bravely. That's the way you should do it. <laughs> he made a big choice. He was like, "Hey, guess what? I'm yeah. playing this goddamn guy. I'm going all the way." So I admire that. Yeah. Better than being like. Hey, I'm going to play him as a regular guy. It's like, no, no, do it. No. Like right. When people criticize Al Pacino, I'm like, Al Pacino gets big in parts. Good. I'd rather see him take a chance and overdo it than underdo it. Yeah. Can someone walk up to him in the middle, like in the first day and be like, uh, you might want to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, the director. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he does Tom Hanks anymore, right? No. Good you, point. You can't be like, yeah, maybe just pull that back a little bit with the... Well, I'm sure they have the dailies and the... You know, a couple of the directors, uh, a couple of producers sitting going, I mean, is this what we want to do with this? Kind of overshadowing <laughs> know, everything about Elvis. I know, and he was, he was the main thing of the whole movie. I know. Oh, but but putting Elvis in and making him like that oh, he was the, the first black artist was so was funny. bizarre. So it wasn't bizarre. It, it was, made sense. Yeah. Because they didn't want to get criticized. But yeah. I mean, um, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, really whitewashing. That, but that guy was good. <laughs> he was great. There was a lot. I mean, it was shocked cool. There was a lot of that kind of stuff. But man, as soon as it was over, I put on a documentary of Elvis. 
And I, I was like, I would rather watch this. Oh, that was a <laughs> legend. I, yeah, just watch it. I mean, as great as that guy was, yeah. the lead actor and charisma and good looks, you go to Elvis and it's like, no, this guy's from outer space. All right, this you, guy is a different level of yeah, he was. cool. I, oh, my God. It was like from another planet. Now, would you rather be Elvis, mm-hmm. live Elvis's life and die at 45, whatever the hell he was, mm-hmm. 46, or be the unnamed ugly guy? And live to 83 and die in a civilized manner. I'd take Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I would take Elvis because, yeah. because he, he was Elvis. He was Elvis. It wasn't just a, a guy waiting tables and good looking getting some parts. It's so funny, though. It was Elvis. Because Elvis, when you think about the, 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 uh, the fact in those days, like nowadays, he would have had to weigh in on civil rights. I was thinking about him, yeah. and I was thinking about. By the way, I found a flaw in you know Joe Namath was in Alabama from sixty to sixty four uh-huh. in the middle of the civil rights thing, and he. But I mean, I guess it was insulated from him on campus. But yeah, they insulated stars in those days. Now you'd have to answer for everything. But I always the flaw in Forrest Gump. He was there, and he never ran into Joe. Instead of one thing, where he was like, and they had a quarterback, and he went on to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> They never mentioned they Joe They never Nathan. mentioned him. They mentioned Bear Bryant through the whole thing. Oh, interesting. I found a flaw in Forrest Gump. Jeez, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> and then a few years later, a man named Richard Todd also became a Jets quarterback, not as successful. <laughs> How come you didn't pursue an acting career? Me? Yeah. Like, um, you do parts, but it's usually, like, because yeah, your comedy friends are in it, and they're they doing it. They force me to do it. And they, yeah, they, I hate it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like acting that much. I like cop show acting, but I'm not really into acting. Yeah, I but, like, you could movie. be, like, I could see you having the turns, like, the Dice Clay all of a sudden shows up in, like, a legit movie and is, like, um, you're a who, good actor. Who gives a fuck? I don't care if I know what a good it's, actor. It means nothing to me. No? Be a good actor. Look, I admire really good actors, but it's, like... It's not my thing. I, right. I've never seen a movie where I go, oh, I, I would have been great in that part. No? No. So many times I'm watching TV and movies and think and say out loud, Colin should have had that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care about acting. Well, I just I, don't love it. You just don't you love it. You see the trailer the whole time, I'm like, what the fuck, man? What are they doing? <laughs> I don't even like these projects, you know? Yeah. You know? I know, but you're a character. You're such a character. Yeah. I, just, I don't care. Thank you, Mike. I'm glad you left. Because Mike knew when you called me a character, I was getting pissed off. You know what I mean? Mike, he said, said yeah, you're, you're a fucking object. Why don't you just put me in the goddamn Ringling Brothers circus, for that matter, Tom? I think what we're, we're revealing in this podcast is you think you're the guy on, in Elvis. And, and you I'm don't really, realize that you're the colonel. I'm the colonel. <laughs> if, that's, if that's what you're getting out of it, it's fine. Um, the ladies do love Colin Quinn, though. The ladies have a thing for Colin Whoa. Quinn. Whoa. There's always a little glint in the eye, that little smile. Oh. I don't see it. No. But a lot of the ladies see it. I don't see it. I've heard from the ladies Ooh. that they say uh, they say that <laughs> Colin is a sex symbol. <laughs> oh, well, maybe pushing it. Sex symbol might be pushing it. Why do you think... Do you, why do you think that Liz won't bring us a Diet Coke? I think that Liz is... Going through with a thing right now where she's like, you know what? I do everything. And these she, it took her 12 years to realize. It took her yeah. 12 years to realize. These she's working 50-hour days. I work 50-hour days. <laughs> and these assholes have the nerve to ask me to bring a Diet Coke. 
<laughs> Fuck them. But I thought it would be like a friend thing. Like, so did I. I thought she'd be very excited. But she to come probably see us. feels that she's that even we when even with friend things we couch it under friend thing and then she's still working. <laughs> So she's probably like, and you assholes think I'm falling for the old, hey, it's a friend thing. If it's a friend thing, why don't you bring me a Diet Coke instead of me bringing you a Diet Coke? I brought her a sandwich. Oh, focaccia. Yeah. Maybe she just doesn't like us anymore. I I still, honestly, I'm still angry about sourdough bread. Uh, I was telling Mike. Mike's like, "What, what, what bread do you like? I said, I can't even say it out loud because Colin's coming. The only man on earth. That doesn't like sourdough bread. These sandwiches should be coming from Joey Roses. <laughs> oh, come on. I heard he has good bread. I heard he has great bread. Really? Yeah. Everyone says Joey Roses has great bread. Really? We're going to have to pop down there one day. Does we he make his own bread? Yeah, I think they make it. Really? We should go down there one day. Yeah, we should. You especially. Oh, my God. I can't believe you've done a segment on Joey Roses when you're the bread man. I talked to him. We thought about maybe doing a mashup. He was too highfalutin. Yeah, he was too. Joe, Joey is like that. Let's face it. Yeah, he, that's one of the things I like about Joey. He reminds me of myself in that way, and that he just thinks he's who he is, as we used to say. I was trying to figure out who he was early on, <laughs> and I was like, uh, and when I learned that he was really into Zappa, I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> uh huh. Right, yeah. like those guys you grew up with. I mean, everyone respects Zappa, but when you were a kid, like for a kid to be into Zappa, yeah. you're like, what's up with you? No, exactly. Yeah, maybe I saw legit. Zappa in concert. Huh? I I probably can bomb with Joe because I saw Zappa in concert. You did? Yeah. Was he good? It was amazing. Yeah. Was on acid, but it was still amazing. You were on acid? Yeah. Seeing Zappa? Maybe he was on it too. Who knows? Yeah. Wow. I knew his sons. I loved his sons. Ahmet, Dweezil, Munya. I loved all those kids. He was what? a great guy. I met Zappa through Ahmet. We all went to the house, and he was just a great, him and his wife, they were just, like, even this big rock star, but he's like a family man. Really? He's a great guy. Wow. Really cool. Super smart. Yeah. Doesn't make me like Joey He died anymore. young. What's that? How old? I don't know, but he smoked cigarettes. I think that was what killed him, too. Uh, he was a chain smoker, I think, if, I'm, right. if I remember correctly. He got... You know, and his granddaughter was in choir with my daughter. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. But um, I wonder who's to maybe Munoz daughter. And um, but yeah, Joey Rose's sandwich place. And then we could talk about Zappa. You know, what we could do. I this the good thing about Joe is he'll take it with a grain. He'll have the humor to understand. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is hit him with a couple of Zappa questions, and he'll start stuttering and realize. I'm not into Zap. I'm just the guy that says I'm into Zap because I want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no way he can hold. No way he can hold up under questioning. I'll bring my Alex, my manager Alex. Uh-huh. He went to Berkeley School of Music. Uh huh. So he'll break down Joe in about. Three questions. <laughs> I thought you were going to say break down Zappa. No, he'll break down Joe's <laughs> right. love of Zappa. Right. He'll be like, so you like this? And then when Joe's like this, he'll be like, oh, well. He's like, but that's rudimentary knowledge of that. Uh, the best part about That'll that. That would be a podcast. The best part about that is that Joe would take it so to heart. Yeah. He would be so, that's what's so good. Yeah, but he recovers. Look, he recovers from the, uh, <laughs> keep kicking him in the nuts tattoo very nicely. Right. <laughs> No, I think that's the next podcast. Yeah. Me bringing Alex and breaking down Joe's love of Zappa. <laughs> we'll a twelve-part series. <laughs> no, we'll just do it here on the show. We'll say, "Oh, we want to do a show, a promo for the place." What the guys what? from the stand will be like, "Hey, Joe, you got to do a promo," and then it'll just be that. <laughs> How can people get tickets to your thing? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, there's a thing called the website. You know what else? Oh. 
What else could they be? <laughs> Boy, Ticketmaster's having some problems, huh? They just are they? Oh my god! Everybody complains about it all the time because every, everything people want to see sells out of the website. There's some weird stuff goes on, right? Ticketmaster is one of those things. Did they do a documentary on them at some point? I don't know. About what, I think maybe sh- Blockbuster. I saw a Crazy. Blockbuster documentary. I can't I mean, tell because all my, shows was right. are, all my shows are sold out, so it's hard to tell. Oh, they are? If it's a mistake or not. That's good news. <laughs> Where are you working? I'm going to Foxwoods tomorrow. Oh, okay. McFarland's opening for me. Oh, she's great. She's so great. I love it. I hope she doesn't bring her husband. I know. Mike works with Foss, unfortunately. You do? Yeah. On what? He, my wife hates <laughs> he he uh, he does stand up too, Mike. I know. So, oh, you open for voice? Yeah, sometimes. Oh wow. Yeah, That's a cool. lot of times he, he can't pay him, but yeah, well, he's not getting paid much than you. <laughs> By the way, if you're at Foxwoods, yeah, I have a friend at Mohegan Sun this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Stop by and say hello to him. <laughs> Robert Kelly. Oh, no. Oh, in that club? Yeah. <laughs> the Mohegan. That's good. Isn't that close by? No. 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 They seem like they should be close yeah, by. I know. They always seem like they're close, but they're not. Mike, why aren't you opening for Robert there? I'm here. That's right. He's got business to take care of. Oh, really? You turned up. He asked you and you turned him down? <laughs> no, he didn't. I can't believe. <laughs> honestly, I can't believe it that Liz never showed. It really is upsetting. Well, we still got time. Nah. Come on. We've got time. I'm not one of these guys that does two-hour podcasts like you and Rogan, okay? I do, I do an hour. <laughs> I'm out. We're not even at an hour. Oh. Let me just try it. I'll, I'll try her on speakerphone. What do you mean not an hour? It's already 142. What time we start? One. Yeah, so it's not even an hour. Well. <laughs> you well, you want to leave already? No, not yet, but in an hour I will. <laughs> I don't understand some of these podcasts. Left. I'll tell you the truth. I've never some guy. I'm going to see if Liz loves us anymore. I don't think uh, we used to be her favorites. Those days are over. She likes the young guys. I don't blame her. Yeah, there's a whole new crop now. Yeah, they're young, they're lively, they're fun. She's like, ugh, you guys again. Yeah, you guys are old fogies. Right now, she's looking at her phone. And and not pay, I mean cursing. Who more than Liz has their phone at the ready? Like I've never. She seen, doesn't answer I've, calls. Only text. I've never seen her look at you without one eye going off like an anteater on the other phone, like yeah. a like a chameleon eye. She's probably hiding in the hallway, making fun of us, <laughs> laughing in our faces. Why don't you like sourdough? I don't. I don't think you understand sourdough is the problem. I don't think that you really understand it. You think it's that San Francisco really sour. Yeah, taste. I hate that shit. I went to San Francisco. I was so excited to try sourdough bread <laughs> and the Italian food and the bread there. Uh-huh. And I tasted it. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Even its name is sour. It's sour. Why is that good? I know, but that's the bait. That's kind. It's kind of a. There is the sour sourdough, but then there's the earthy sourdough or the. Uh, I don't like anything sourdough. earthy. I never liked healthy stuff. <laughs> Even as a little kid, you have a health bread. You're like, oh my god, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> I like Wonder Bread. What would you eat for lunches when you were going to school? When I wanted, you mean what yeah. I would eat? Yeah. Well, when I was really little. Yeah. You know, I was around for when it became healthier. Uh huh. So before that, we would have. You would have literally sometimes as a treat. You would have sugar bread. It was a slice of bread with sugar on it. <laughs> you have to be a certain age to have had sugar. A slice of bread with sugar on with it? sugar on it. Butter and sugar? Nope, just sugar. Just sugar? Sugar bread. It was delicious. 
And then my aunt Patsy Kelly, I was just talking downstairs about how much I hate mustard. Uh. The bartender was saying he loves mustard. I was telling him to go hang out with Jim Norton, <laughs> mustard king. And then my aunt Patsy made me uh, Patsy Murphy. I think she made me um, eat mustard on my bologna, and I've hated it ever since. Oh, really? I hate mustard. I hate mayo. What do you put on a hot dog? Nothing. Nothing? Well, sauerkraut sometimes. Right. But that's bad for your heart when you have a heart attack. They say sauerkraut is very salty. Sauerkraut is. Yeah. Have you changed your diet completely? It's like eating 10 shrimps. Do you not eat wings anymore? Oh, I never eat wings. Really? Except when I'm at the cellar. (laughs) Joe's Pizza. I haven't changed my diet at all. I take my medication. And I went to my doctor, and you know, I was like, oh, he's going to tell me, you know, you're in ice cream. I I said, he's really going to put the clamps down. He's kind of a serious guy. I go on the, you know, do the stress test. At the end, he goes, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Your heart's great. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no. Another reprieve. <laughs> it's amazing. It shows you the miracle of, of <laughs> statins. Yeah. Folks, if I get no message out of today's podcast, <laughs> please get on statins. <laughs> yeah, you can eat whatever you want. You can eat whatever you want. <laughs> what have you, what did you, uh. What did you, what when Jen makes you go out for dinner? Yeah, and it's like okay, it's a big date night. Uh, do you go for Italian first? Yeah, we Italian. 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 You know, Italian is the greatest food of all time. I mean, people that don't like Italian is the number one food. I can't even understand it. Yeah, yeah, they have real problems. Yeah. Now I also like you ever have Spanish or Portuguese seafood. Yes, the best. El Quixote. Yes. Right? By, uh, by Gotham? By Gotham, yeah. That place was good. Really good. Is it still there? I don't know. I don't know. But that's like a once in a while kind of thing. Yeah. You're not like, let's go out for that. Not in Brazil. They probably have it every night. Do you cook at home? No. Does Jen? Jen? cook sometimes. I've cooked, but not that much. Right? <laughs> I cook, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I always threaten to cook, but it takes a long time to cook. Yeah. What I like to cook... I only let you cook that red sauce. So that red sauce it takes like three hours. You can't just cook it. <laughs> right. You have to let it sit and you have to put the other stuff and it's a whole thing. And cook it down. Oh my meat god. Meat in it. Yeah. Just go Great. around. Just go just go. Uh, <laughs> just go around the corner. I was thinking of uh Goodfellas the other day. And um <laughs> one of one of my Do you think of Goodfellas every day? No, but I think of Mean Streets or Goodfellas. A lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> mean Streets is really the funniest one. Yeah. Did you watch Mean Streets a few times? Yeah. I mean, the guy that played, not only are all four characters funny from the beginning, they set him up yeah. perfectly. Yeah. But just the fact that the guy that's Michael that's trying to become a mob gentleman, <laughs> everything that happens to him where he gets birthday cake on his face, <laughs> and sitting, everything goes wrong for him the whole movie. It's like a comedy yeah. in the middle of this serious mob movie. <laughs> right. So funny. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the funniest movies yeah, ever. Yeah, And what's it's his name? Greatest. Doyle? Brian Doyle? Uh, right. Harvey Keitel? No, um, Ray Romano's dad. Doyle, isn't it? Doyle? The big guy. Yeah, the, the big guy. Young Frankenstein. Peter. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle? No, that's Taxi Driver. Oh, that's Taxi Driver. Oh, my God. Taxi Driver's another one, man. Right. I mean, that's the problem. Right. When you really think about this... How is Scorsese going to get excited after doing Taxi Driver and Main Streets? Right. I mean, those were level, yeah. I mean, even Goodfellas, as great as Goodfellas is. Yeah. Is it the same level as Main Streets and Taxi Driver? No. No. They have a different flavor because what you said, the 70s was raw. Yeah, so raw. You know what I mean? I know. 
It was another level. So good, though. What about Casino? Not a fan. Not a fan at all? No. Really? A couple of good scenes, but I just didn't think it was great. I thought it was pretty good. I thought Sharon Stone was great. What were you thinking about Goodfellas? Um, you said you were thinking about Goodfellas the other day. Oh, yeah. No, I was thinking about uh, the, the moment in Goodfellas when he... Uh, when he, because my brother, my brother does the best impressions, but he only he won't do them on command. <laughs> but he used to do, he would do young Henry going, "Thank you." When Jimmy gives him his, tw- keep him coming, thank you. <laughs> and the way he did that one line, but he does that with movies and TV shows, but he'll never do it if you ask him to. Right. <laughs> but it's perfect, and he got his thing perfectly. Yeah. And he's just he's a great impressionist. <laughs> really? Just these little snippets, but they're always the one like that. Like this kid said it kind of. Almost deadpan. Like, he just picks up, like, thank you. I can't even do it. The way he did it was so funny. Uh, it was the best. What about Raging Bull? Yeah, Raging Bull was great. Yeah. But, I mean, um, you know, it was very, it was very ponderous. I like the, I like the heavy, the heavy LaMotta. Oh, my God. He was great. God. He was amazing in that. Oh, my God. But isn't it funny, like, Scorsese didn't get, uh, he didn't win uh, Best Director, right? Uh-huh. And then even Goodfellas didn't win Best Film or Best Director. It's very strange. And then it was like, well, you know, it's political stuff. It's like, how can – it is weird that show business yeah. can be political. It is really weird. I know. And even now, people campaign for Oscars. I don't even know – I wouldn't even know how you go about that. I know. What do you do? <laughs> right. Oh, they take out ads. What? Yeah. Not, and make a thousand appearances. What is it? Yeah. They go yeah. to – it's all this favor stuff. And I mean, who cares? Nobody watches any of these shows. It was making me wonder about that. Like, why? Why is show business like the only? Pl- I guess it's the reach, but it, why is it the only place, the only one that's responsible for making moral judgments on society and the diversity? And it's like, why is it all just in there? You know what I mean? Like, I, maybe it's maybe it's everywhere, and that's just the most visible. It is everywhere. Yeah, you know. But it's like, and I could see it being like, okay, we're going to make these meaningful pictures about these issues. Right. That's great, which is the way it always used to be. But then you would also have screwball comedies and just yeah. batshit crazy stuff. But now that message is in all aspects it's of infused, it. It's infused, yeah. Yeah, it's infused. It's very responsible and very um, earnest. You know? Yeah, it's like it's, it has to be part of the mission Comedies statement. can't be earnest. Yeah, it's like it's got to be the mission statement for anything that you make. It's very strange. Mike, do you want this other piece of this sandwich? Uh, this is a weird one. Uh, sure, I'll take it after. Alright. You gotta keep Mike fat. Do you drive in these gigs? <laughs> do you and Voss drive to the gig? Uh, no, like in Dallas I, I, was on, I went on my own. He, he came from here. He lives in Texas, really. He doesn't really live here. I, live, I, I really live here. No, he's from San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. I have a house in San Antonio still. Right. He lives with a giant Mexican family down now. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two of them, but they're really His fat. brother is a super welterweight. <laughs> <laughs> he happens to be a local champion in the, in the school of Jesse James Lieja, <laughs> like Texas Idol. <laughs> Yeah, Texas is a, another interesting place. Yeah. And do you live in San Antonio? Uh, my house, I have a house there, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He only comes here for this and for... Uh, oh, that's cool. And for Voss gigs. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
I know. <laughs> well, it's Voss. Do you think Voss will be with Bonnie when Bonnie's working with me this weekend? You got to get yourself weekend? up there, Mike. <laughs> um, the, um, Do you think he'll be in the green room with her? Um, no, I think he'll be in like some obscure. He'll be in like, you know. The brokerage? So, no, like Toledo. <laughs> right. He is you know. in Ohio this week. He is. <laughs> he'll be in the other club, wherever he is. I'm at the other club. <laughs> Oh, you're playing hilarities? No, I'm playing the other club. I mean, he's so damn funny. <laughs> so the funniest people on earth. Yep. I mean, naturally, just yep. the funniest people on earth. <laughs> Watching him and Bonnie on... on the she, best. <laughs> she hates him or whatever. Oh, How that's not like one of the biggest podcasts <laughs> I know. is ridiculous. It really is. It makes me fuming. How could there not be every couple that all the time? Yeah, it's so funny. I think it's because it, it's not that relatable because most people don't see them as dumb as Rich comes off. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they are, they don't want to think of this yeah. that way. <laughs> That's a good point. So are you allowed? I know when you're on Broadway, you can't change the act at all. Like it has to, it gets kind of set in stone. It is. Right when you were doing when you no. were on Broadway, I thought you, I thought you had to stick to. Well, the you have lighting cues and stuff. Oh. You have to stick to the last line, but you can play around in the middle. Oh, you can. Yeah. Oh, okay. You just have to have the last. The lighting cue line always has to stay the same. Right. Okay. So the opening and the last one also confuses the lighting and stuff. But otherwise, yeah, you do whatever you want. Oh. Okay. And now I do whatever the hell I want. You know? Yeah. 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 No, because yeah, I couldn't see that part. Always was in my mind of like I. I, I couldn't see you just locking in and not doing new things because you're constantly, you're the most prolific. So for you just to kind of like lock in wouldn't. Really no, really me work. and the director do from the beginning. This has to be open. Right. Or else, what's the point? Right. You know, we are. The beauty of, the beauty of stand up comedy is you can respond to what's going on in front of you. Right, exactly. In the moment. You know, in the moment, and people expect it. Right. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, but you also try to keep it in semi-control. Like sometimes the worst is like even Dad was at Comedy Works a few months ago, and this guy and I knew he was a fan, but he was so drunk, and he yells out twenty minutes in, "Jim Norton," <laughs> and I go, "Sorry," and I threw him out, and he's like, uh, "I love him." And <laughs> like he does love, him, but he got too drunk. Oh no. Like he ruined the night for himself. Yeah. I mean, I'm insulting him. You know, I'm so mad, but yeah. just so drunk. And then, you know what I mean? So spontaneous, but it's like. Yeah. That's the worst. People say hecklers are bad, but the hecklers, most, I would say 75% of hecklers are, love you. Uh-huh. They're your I know. fans. I That's know. the weird part. They're so excited. Yeah. And they're just <laughs> too drunk. Yeah. And they want to be part of the show. They're just blurry. So 75% love you. You used to think, oh, they hate you. There's only 25%. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's so sad. Do you think uh, Do you think all the stuff that you're talking about, do you think that we that it goes back to the 70s, or do you think that we this is all going to just be baked in? Are the fun times over? No, because, I mean, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we say the 70s was this great time. Here it was, but in Chile it wasn't that great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it all depends on your Yeah. No, but just, point. just about like the just about like the freedom of in the arts. I mean, it can't stay the way it is. It's so everything I watch 
you just see them hitting all, making sure to cover their ass. Mm -hmm. And it's done artfully, but it's fake. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. It's not coming from a true believer. Sometimes you read, you know, this person's a true believer. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, there's just something false, mm -hmm. I think, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it can't, it can't remain because people, look, people turn off everything. I mean, all these places end up losing money or whatever because people just can't tolerate something that's, that's so inauthentic that you, you're just like, well, why am I watching it? Either make it completely fake. Mm -hmm. I mean, now it almost feels like a different version of the idealized Father Knows Best shows from the 1950s, mm -hmm. where everything's like, here's how we want it to be. Right. It's this imaginary ideological thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Do you think people will break through it? Do you think it'll, do you think like a, a younger generation will call bullshit? Yeah, I do. You do? Maybe the next generation, you know, with this one coming up. Right. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I do think they'll, somebody will, hit the tone mm -hmm. that people go, oh, that's the tone, yes. Right. And it'll be this breath of fresh air, and then everything will get siphoned through there. And be, right. You know, be, and then they'll be, able to, they'll be able to breathe and be able to do stuff, you know. Able to breathe is a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That really is it. It's like yeah. suffocating. Yeah, it is. It's like suffocating. Anytime you go to make something and with other people, and they just yeah. start putting these big blankets over your head. It's so <laughs> severe and so weird. Yeah. And it's just joyless, you know? That's how I think. I think it's all joyless. That's what's great. That's why we're so lucky to be stand-up comics. Yeah. Because you can still create your own thing. And even if it fails with the audience, is like, whoa, at least you got through those other barracks. You got through those other levels before you had to yeah. say, oh, the crowd is, you know. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least you got through certain levels. Yeah, yeah. That nobody, that nobody else can get through. They can't get through them. No. You know what I mean? They make a movie, there's 10 layers of people going... No, this, this, cut this, change this. This is weird. This is questionable. Change this person, you know? Yeah. So by the time they get to it, it's unrecognizable. And then the audience can hate it or love it. But I'm saying they don't even have their own choice. They yeah. don't have their own choices in their project. So that's a, weird. I saw this little film that Whitmer Thomas made with his friend. Who did? Whitmer Thomas. I don't know who that is. He's a young comic and uh, just made this quirky little film. Him and his friend, I'm basing on his friend's name. It's a comic oh, also. Oh, yeah. They came yeah. from Alabama. He had an HBO thing on Alabama. Yeah. It's his stand-up from, from there. And really creative guy, really funny guy. And he just made this little film for like $30,000. But it really brought me back to like the 80s when you would crave independent films. Yeah. Like you were waiting for the next cool independent under the radar, not from sure. the big studios film like that. You, I remember wanting that and waiting for it. And my friends would be psyched and right. you see drugstore cowboy or whatever these kind of things. Great movie. And it's been so long that, that those have been around, but watching him make this film for like 30 grand and it was funny and it was interesting. Right, right. And it was like, it's just so raw because they didn't have money. So they had to just get it out. And it was like, maybe that will be the thing that kind of corrects it. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like young artists just. Well, it's what's happening with stand-up with, uh, you know, suddenly Netflix like, oh, we want your YouTube. We want to acquire your special. Right. If they're on YouTube. Right. 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 Everyone's Same thing. Oh. We'll have it with movies. With yeah. Thomas and everybody. Yeah. So we'll just go do it ourselves and without any rules and without any big right. expectations. Parameter. Right. So then maybe that's. Well, that's also the problem is expectation. Like everybody now. Like, I always thought old, which is the, the way people think now is 
I'm going to just do, I'm going to find a way to do this myself. That's how it's done. Right. And that's how it's done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't wait around. You can't, you can't, you have to create your own small business, what we said. Right. Which is pretty great. Drugstore Cowboys might be the funniest. Matt Dillon was so funny (laughs) in that movie. Yeah. When he goes, this is liquid Deloitte. And he's showing them like, this is the best thing in the world I'm showing you right now. (laughs) He didn't overdo it. It was one of the funniest performances. (laughs) So you love films so much. I think you should be in more films. I love films. I know you really do. Huh? I'd rather be a film critic. (laughs) Did you? I mean, I I, yeah. But I love like those Italian great ones. I mean, yeah. No, you remember all the lines. You really love. Do you ever watch Nights in Cabiria? No. Any movie? Mm mm. Oh, it's the greatest thing. A Fellini movie? Yeah. You know, he was married to what's her name and Massino and Giuliano. Anyway, but that was his wife, Julia. Uh-huh. But anyway, she's in this movie called Nights of Cabiria. It's all set in Rome at night. Uh huh. It's so funny. Maybe because the comedian, you like even better because it's all night shoots. Right. It was the funniest. She's a she's a ge- she was a genius. Really. They call her the Charlie Chaplin of. Uh, oh wow. Europe, you know. Wow. She was amazing. Have you recovered from Raquel Welch passing away? Oh, I love Raquel Welch. I know you. Raquel Welch. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. One time, me and my sister made a comedy tape. She was only like nine. I was like. <laughs> 13, uh-huh. 12, I guess. And then I go in now, and I was pretending to be Johnny Carson. Uh-huh. We got a little old tape recorder. I go, now is my guest, Brockel Winch. <laughs> and I go, Brockel, you're looking very whatever these days. <laughs> Some joke about her tits, you know. And my sister goes, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole thing. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I wish you could find all the old tapes. You sure you don't want one with truffle? What? Truffle oil or truffle? Truffle, like. No, like isn't that pig? Mush. Pigs? Truffle? <laughs> pigs, fine. Pigs. Remember the guy, Lenny Schultz? More pigs, Lenny. Remember? <laughs> he'd make the crowd yell, more pigs. And he'd throw mud and pigs and stuff. Remember? He was a big comedian back in the 80s. I, I, I mean, he, was, he sold out a lot of places. Uh, I have an update from Liz Oh nice Is it cursing us out? I said uh, now he's yelling at you And she said Colin would never yell at me I said we're wondering why you don't love us I'm I'm putting us together To hopefully uh, A last minute Maybe she could end this The crescendo is when Liz shows up Did you watch that movie Tar? I watched the first 15 minutes. I'm like, this is a hard movie to watch. Oh, really? Because it's like she's throwing out all these references to like Mozart and Bach. Like, and I'm like, I don't even understand what she's talking about. <laughs> but then I heard it gets into like interesting, like it becomes this other movie. Oh, yeah. No, the I don't beginning know is really hard. All right. It's good, but it's hard. All right. All right. Because she's like a very severe lesbian kind of a music uh, Juilliard professor. And uh-huh. she teaches or she's a conductor or something. And it's just like, unless you're really into classical music, it's hard to understand these references. Right. What are they talking about? What is, why the, why is it called Tar? That's how you, your, I don't know. Your head feels? Oh, that's a name. Oh. A <laughs> name is Edna Tar. I know some classical things. You do? Yeah. Like what? Ask me a question. All right. Have you seen Tar? No. Oh. <laughs> All right. What's a crescendo? That's uh, that's the, uh, the 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 apex, the peak. Yeah, but everybody knows that. Well, I thought it was another musical musical term. Okay, <laughs> do you ever look at uh, on Instagram? You ever see uh, Leonard Bernstein? Bernstein? No. Oh, 
he explains that it's really good. He explains what classical, classical music and what the, what all the instruments mean and why this is coming in at this level. And he's oh. really good. I bet they stole that for this movie tour. Ooh, maybe. Well, all I have to say to you is, I hope you're gonna. I'm gonna give you a warning right now. A five minute um, warning. No, you better see sharp, or you're gonna be flat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this was fun, Colin. It was fun. I'm glad I mean, you canceled your other podcast. I didn't cancel. I just did it early. Oh, you did? Yeah. I asked was this to, one better than that one? I asked him to flip the times. Oh, that's good. Was this one better? There's no better. It's like children. They're all different. <laughs> did he give you sandwiches? No, they did not. Mm. It was on Zoom. Though. Interesting. That one was on Zoom. On Zoom? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. We just got to sell tickets. We do. How long is this show going to go on? I mean, at the new theater. <sighs> What's the theater called again? Um, <laughs> the theater's called the um, the Theater de Cherry Arte. Lane de la Arte. Bella on Barrow Street. No, it's yeah. It's called the Bella of Barrow. Bella. <laughs> no, it's called. It's, it's not called the it Greenwich. It's called the Greenwich Theater. <laughs> it's not Barrow Street. Greenwich Theater. The Greenwich yeah, Theater. You know, don't people, you want people to go? Yeah, and all they have to do is go to my goddamn website, and then they'll find out where it is. <laughs> I don't have to go looking up the barrister. That theater. always seems like the one pain in the ass of doing these Broadway things. You, you Broadway guys, what is that? You have to promote it the whole time, the whole run. No, Broadway's the worst. Broadway, you have to promote all the time. Or Broadway's a little better because it's about one third to one fifth of the seats. Right, and. It just you don't have like, to promo constantly. No, you have to promo, but not not the way other people do. And you oh, know, I don't care if I, if I don't sell out. I'm not looking to sell out every night. Right, right. I mean, if it, that's actually a horror to me, yeah. selling out every night, it was chomping at the bit. It's like relax. <laughs> yeah. It's all Broadway, like you said. Right. When we grew up, all Broadway was like the hip, cool, like yeah. goes in and those kind of people. Are yeah. Kind of working a certain way. It was fun, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Think about it. Like if if I was like. A freshman in college or senior in high school getting tickets to go see Bogosian. He wasn't selling out. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. But he <laughs> yeah. was selling decent. Yeah. It was, but he was not a sellout. Right. Yeah, yeah. I used to see this guy, Brother Theodore. He was a famous guy. He ran the 13th Street Theater. He did this show, one-man show, every weekend for 35 years. <laughs> he was on Letterman a few times. Oh, really? <laughs> and he was a German. He was like this dog. He'd come, he come out and like... Dog and he's just the scariest guy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. You know, he come out and he goes, All the great philosophers are dead. <laughs> Jesus, dead. <laughs> Moses, dead. <laughs> Muhammad, dead. And I am not feeling so hot myself lately. <laughs> they go into this whole show, but it was really funny. And he'd work the crowd. <laughs> it was really well done. He was like a real. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a great open. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. So, is it fair to say you are like the Tony and Tina's wedding of comedy? More than more than fair. <laughs> I, guess what? If I can incorporate a fun like those kind of things, yeah. I love those kinds of things. I love when they have a wedding interactive. I love all that shit. <laughs> you do? I love it. I mean, you have to be careful. You don't want it to be. You know, where you sell out by doing it. Right. But if it's done legitimately, uh-huh. it's fucking cool. Yeah. Like Tony Tina, I never saw Tony Tina's wedding, but I'm just saying. You mingle with the whole wedding Yeah, but party. I'm saying it's a great idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it ran for a long time. But it's time. the same thing we were talking about at the beginning. The crowd, if they have too much, I guarantee that would be a documentary I'd love to see. Right. The story of the people that did Tony and Tina's wedding. Uh-huh. Some big stars did it too. Yeah. 
I know a girl that actually did it. And to see what they say, like when they, they knew there was an asshole, because people are drinking, right. too. You mean the audience members? The audience is drinking the whole show. Grabbing ass. Grabbing ass, trying to be funny, <laughs> right. trying to be tough, trying to be, hey, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it must be yeah. great and horrible. Yeah. Like when they ran that show, after I did my show, uh, long story short, the next show in the Helen Hayes was that show about the 80s musicals. Oh, uh, yeah, Power or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. whatever it was called. And they said, these were all like nice suburban couples, but in their late 30s, early 40s. Right. This is the first thing. Yeah. The first of those shows for them. Uh-huh. Well, the Scorpion, whatever songs. I don't even know. Yeah, like all the 80s ballads. And they said people were vomiting off the balcony. <laughs> they said they made so much money on drinks. But it was a nightmare. I mean, it was right, famous. Right, Just people getting sick, <laughs> falling down, passing out outside in the seats. They said it was nuts. Uh, drinking like they were in high school again. Rock of ages. <laughs> Rock of ages. That's yep. what it was. And they said it was crazy. <laughs> in the middle of Broadway. Right. That's so funny. Because they, they sold drinks. I mean, they made a mint. And everybody's listening to Van Halen. And yes, they're and, they, and they're back in high again. school. <laughs> you know, they so get in their head, but like, I'm back. And then only your body's not back. Your mind is back. Uh, it's so funny. And your body can't handle it. Yeah. Only your mind can handle it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're listening to like, you know, whoever was, you know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's so And it was crazy. the first one of those where it's like, oh, these yeah. audience now, their kids right. are 16, they're going to go out for the night. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Risky Business. That should be a Broadway musical. Yes. Right? That would be a good Broadway musical. Yeah. They already have the one song, Old Time Rock and Roll. Yeah. Get people throwing up there. <laughs> we should do a Broadway musical. Comedy. Um, but someone did that, right? What? Who? Someone did it. Well, they did the Catskills on Broadway. That's different. I'm talking about this is going to be a comedy show about comedy. And then there was one after that they tried to put together. I'm doing one called The Cellar Table. It was a big table, a big table. <laughs> Everyone sat as long as they were able at the big table. <laughs> I've already got one of the songs written. That's pretty Big good. Table. I would go see that. <laughs> interactive. <laughs> it's not interactive. <laughs> no, I think it should be. No. I think like Tony and Tina's wedding, and everyone gets a B at the cellar table. Well, you know what? I like this idea because, listen to me, it's a great idea. <laughs> because you say, hey, guys, you're enjoying it, and you put the table in the audience, <laughs> right? And you have a little cutout point of the table and put it on somebody like this, like a, like a tray. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then... Everybody attacks them and roasts them. <laughs> right. Like the cellar table. Yeah. And then after you do that a bit, then we all go downstairs to the cellar for the set. I love it. This That's is a really good idea. This is And good. we find like a young unknown to play Patrice. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, can you do this? Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, you're awful. I tell you, one time I was at, uh, he opened for me. I was doing the Aspen Comedy Festival, <laughs> like 2003, uh-huh. 2002, whatever. And then he's opening for me. So the Aspen Comedy Festival is, yeah. there's no whiter place in town <laughs> right. than Aspen and the Aspen Comedy Festival in 2002. So everybody's at the show. The whole audience has ski tans. Everybody's in there, nice sweater, beautiful teeth. They're all rich as hell. Yeah. Beautiful teeth. Everybody's like beautiful hair. Gorgeous. Just beautiful people. You know, with money. Oh, with big money. <laughs> and then Patrice opens for me. So the opening act, you wanted to warm up a little bit, you know, get the crowd going. His opening is like this. He walks on stage. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah. Uh, 
They're like, ha. Oh, I hate it here. And they're like, what? He goes, I hate this town. And they're like, he goes, because, he goes, uh, just, you're, you're too, you're too friendly. You're trying. He goes, I was at the, and he tells the story, he goes, I was at the, walking out of the store today, and his lady goes, hi. Um, he goes, hi. And she goes, are you a football player? He goes, no. <laughs> she goes, oh, do you live here? And he goes, Miss, if I lived here, don't you think you'd know it? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole crowd laughed. <laughs> oh, God, did you laugh? It was so funny. <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> 2002. He opened for you in 2002. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. I know. I just saw a picture of... Uh, of um, Manny and Geraldo when I was going through my photos today. I'll show you the photo. It's a really good one. Albums. Al- Geraldo? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, Geraldo, that's the other thing about Tough Crowd. You get a guy like Geraldo who, you know, people, in, he, was, he never made a big production of himself. Uh-huh. He was always... Had a different angle on things. Mm-hmm. Always funny. Always held his own. Yep. And, you know, just one of those guys that never, never, uh, just like never didn't, didn't hit it. You know, never didn't. Right. Never missed. <laughs> he never, he never didn't nail something. Right. I know. Like you could rely on him always to have his own unique, did it himself, yeah. put it together. I mean, I know. You could tell because. I mean, that's the thing with him and Patrice is that you hear so many people say they wish they were around now just to hear what they would be saying. Yep. You know, that's... Yeah. Because they were so on point. I feel that way, Joe. Yeah. Do you feel like at least you have me? Yes. That's good. Oh, I, I thought I saved it. It was this cute shot of Manny and Geraldo, <laughs> both just young and... Alive. Colin Quinn, small talk. Yeah. At the Greenwich Village Theater. At the Bella Barrow. At the Bella Barrow Theater. Just go on my stupidcolinquinn.com and get the tickets. <laughs> and buy the tickets. Theater. It's going to run through when? Um, It'll be running all of April. Whoa. Good way to get in from the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's really interesting. It's all about small talk, but it's bigger than that. But it is. I watched you put together all this stuff. Yeah. It was so good. Thanks. Yeah, it's coming together. Yeah, it really. Yeah, I know you watched me put together half it's on serious thanks to your buddy Andy Bjork. <laughs> At least that's who took the no. Pool. When I opened, really, when I would that's open, took the wait for it. It was really Tom. Um, go ahead. <laughs> that was not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> the great Colin Quinn, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>